Welcome back to the Live 8033 podcast, where we want to live in view of the cross of Christ and give current events eternal perspective. I'm your host, George Helloa, and today on the podcast, we're going to talk about what do we do when we have to pick what it is that we need to respond to. I mean, face it, there's a lot of things out there that need that we need to deal with. We're talking about issues of the pandemic, there's issues of racism, and above all that, there's just the everyday stress and challenges of living in this world. And as Christians, we can feel overwhelmed. We know that we need to respond to something, and we don't always know what or how to do it. And it's easy to get swept up and feel like we have to address all of these things, and that you know, part of us as believers, I think we want to fix things. And the reality is, is that as a church, that's not what we're called to do. We're not called to deal with institutions, but with individuals. And we're not call, called to fix the problems of the world, but to tell the world about the, pro, the, the solution to its problems, and that's Jesus Christ. So today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about picking our battles. So take a seat, relax, and tune in as we dig into this week's podcast. Hey everyone, Pastor George back to give current events eternal perspective. During the Revolutionary War, the American forces were blasted by the British for their unorthodox guerrilla style of warfare. Instead of lining up uh, and facing each other on the battlefield as a gentleman, uh, the Patriots were hiding in the trees, attacking in the dark, and using their unique understanding of the terrain to give them any advantage they could over the overwhelming forces of the British Army. Even though the British had superior resources and the backing of the king, they really didn't understand what kind of fight they were in. Refusing to adapt, they suffered dearly for it. As Christians, we often like to look at ourselves like those wily patriots, our forefathers who fought righteously for liberty. We like to consider ourselves opposing tyrants and standing up for justice, willingly choosing victory or death. But can we be honest and admit that sometimes we're more like the British, superior weapons and with the full backing of the king, yet using outdated strategies and then wondering how we could possibly be losing ground? Maybe that's because we don't always realize what kind of fight we're in. Which is why it's so important as Christians to pick our battles. Let me, let me tell you what I mean. We know as Christians that the battle belongs to the Lord. We know as believers that we have victory in Christ and that we are more than conquerors. And that is the basis for our hope. We also know that this world is not our home and that we are looking towards an eternal kingdom. We also know that we have better weapons than our adversaries. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 10, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. We also know that the reason we use divine weapons is because we're not fighting earthly forces, but spiritual ones. Ephesians 6.12 reminds us, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And I think that's where we forget what kind of battle we're in. Even though we're in a spiritual battle and we have the eternal hope of heaven awaiting us as uh, our prize, sometimes it feels like we're fighting to win as if this world is our eternal resting place, as if we need to bring heaven on earth. 
But the Apostle John wrote, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Over the last few months, we've seen a polarized society become even more fractured. We've seen anger and violence bubble over. The public is crying out against politicians, police, <laughs> and pancake syrup. The, the court that many hoped would align with more conservative values leans the other direction sometimes, setting up challenges to faith-based organizations. Cities are giving up their streets to protesters. It feels like we're firmly strapped into the handbasket. And as a church, we can vote for our values. We can fight for the unborn. We can defend ourselves legally. And those things are important and at times necessary. But our mission as the church is not to redeem a fallen world, not to fix something broken that God promises he's actually going to replace. Our mission is to do what Jesus commanded us, to go and make disciples, to follow in his footsteps, to seek and to save the lost. Which means that we need to pick our battles and focus on the ones worth winning. People. Now, we're not called to change the world or the laws of the land, but we're called to change lives through the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're not called to create heaven on earth, but to prepare people for heaven. We're not called to establish an earthly kingdom, but as ambassadors of the one true king to prepare people to enter his not-of-this-earth kingdom. And our focus then needs to be on individuals, not institutions. Loving others, not lawsuits. Let me give you an example. There are a bunch of hate groups out there. They may not be popular, but they have followers. And it would be nice to think that if we outlawed them, they would simply vanish. But there will always be hate groups out there because there is sin and wickedness in people's hearts. Now, we can say that a group is wrong or evil, but we can't forget that they are filled with people who need hope and love. Daryl Davis is a black musician out of Chicago, Illinois, who is responsible for seeing almost 200 people leave the Ku Klux Klan, or the KKK, because he simply sat down and befriended them. And he said, I, I never set out to convert anyone in the clan. I just set out to get an answer to my question, how, how can you hate me when you don't even know me? See, Daryl Davis didn't go after the clan, but he did go after people. And lives were changed. Now, how could that look if our battle plan was to have real conversations with real people about real life in Christ? What kind of lives could be changed then? Listen, they are not our enemy. Politicians are not our enemy. The police are not our enemy. Our enemy is the devil who's out there causing havoc and wreaking destruction and fighting to keep people away from the one true God. He might work through people sometimes, but those are people who need the gospel. And so I hope this leads us to pray for them instead of scream at them. Now, one of the devil's greatest tricks is misdirection. By getting us focused on one thing, he can cause us to miss what really matters. By getting us to concentrate on, on politics and pandemics, sometimes we miss the real target. People. Did you ever notice how many issues of the day Jesus ignored? He didn't try to overthrow the Roman Empire, even though he had the legions of angels to do it. He didn't play peacemaker between the factions of the Jews, other than having both a tax collector and a zealot on his team. He made non-issues out of race, lineage, sex, and nationality. He focused instead on people's need for a savior. And anytime someone tried to drag him into one of those issues, 
he would always bring them back around to the main thing, the gospel. Now, we can lament much of what's going on in this world, and I'm grateful for my friends who are representing the values we hold dear in the public forums. But victory in courts and public policy is not kingdom building. Evangelism is. And we need to pick the battles that we are meant to fight. And that means not worrying about whether we are winning cases, but winning souls to Jesus. See, policy change isn't nearly as important as heart change. One lets us live peacefully in this world. The other lets us live eternally in the next. So, instead of the Supreme Court, what if we all picked on someone our own size? Now imagine if everyone in the church shared their faith with someone that they knew, if each one reached one. Regardless of what my neighbor believes, their need for Jesus is the exact same as mine. And there will be times when great harvests of souls are, are reaped at large events in stadiums. But we can make a kingdom difference around our dining room tables, in our living rooms, and on the back porch. If each of us picks our battle to pray for love on, and speak to just one person about the gospel of Jesus. The impact will be enormous. And once we've reached one, then we reach one more, and one more, and one more. And then just maybe we'll start seeing the world change for the good. Institutions will change when hearts are transformed. Let me leave you with this story, this true story. In one of the deadliest battles of World War II, Private Desmond Doss took to the battlefield unarmed. A pacifist, Doss chose to serve his country without the conventional weapons of war, deciding instead to be a field medic. Now, during the battle, Doss is credited with saving 75 men, one at a time, lowering each one of them down a 400-foot cliff to safety. His actions earned him the Medal of Honor. In an interview Doss gave about his actions that day, about what kept him going for over 12 hours in the middle of a dangerous fight, Desmond replied, I was praying the whole time. I just kept praying, Lord, please help me get one more. So while others fought the war around him, Doss was committed to saving lives. And while the nations rage and people argue, the kingdom of heaven will be filled by people who are willing to go out again and again to seek and to save the lost with a passion and a heart that keeps praying, Lord, help me get one more. That's a battle worth fighting. Thanks for tuning in to the Live AD 33 podcast, where we do want to give current events eternal perspective. If you have any thoughts, if you have anything you want to share with us, go ahead and email us at live 33 at gmail.com. Our music today is by Lee Rosevere. You can find his stuff online at the freemusicarchive.org. And as always, my name is George Hellowa committed to bringing you the Word of God in these crazy times that we might walk with God and be encouraged by it and live by it. We'll see you soon.